Greetings and welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we will be talking with your favorite LGBTQ authors. I'm Anita Kelly, and my guest today is the amazing, award-winning author, Georgia Beers. Welcome, Georgia. Hi, Anita. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, I'm good. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. <laughs> this is this is actually my second chat with Georgia. Uh, <laughs> We've the, had a few technical difficulties. <laughs> yes, we have. Well, we, meaning me, <laughs> Georgia was perfect. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. So... Thanks. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Um, sure. I appreciate it. And uh, happy holidays to you, Georgia. Same to you. It's getting close. Thanks. I know. I know. Do you celebrate Christmas? I do. Yes. Are you ready? I I totally am. I have <laughs> everything purchased, wrapped under the tree. Wow. I have like almost all the food for Christmas Eve night. I am ready. That's impressive. I know. I've been busy. Considering we had, what, six less days than last year or something like that? Six, I think we had six less days to prepare. I know. Between Thanksgiving and Christmas, something like that. Yeah. I think that's what motivated me. I was like, oh, I better get this done. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you ready? I think I am. I have a tiny bit more wrapping to do. Um, I'm lucky in that my nieces and nephews, most of them are at the ages where they just want money. Yeah, so all yeah. I have to do is, I don't have to buy any presents or wrap anything for them. But um, I think I think I'm I think I'm pretty good. I think I'm pretty good. My my big um, rush at the holidays is a lot of my friends live in different states, so I have to ship stuff out. Yeah. So I try to get that done. I got the last stuff shipped out. I got it all shipped out the end of last week, so I did okay. Oh, that's awesome. Great. Yeah, but sometimes it's like, oh my God, what is it? What date is it? Because you know, yep, I can't ship it all overnight. I'm not made of money. But. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I was um, sending something to someone, and the shipping was half the cost of the item, and I was like, that's crazy. It is crazy. It really is. I have the same issue. Yeah. So. Well, we're almost here. We almost made right. it. And I love my friends, and I send them presents. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh, so Georgia. Um, yes. What do you have? Do you have anything coming out or anything newly released? Oh, what? there's always something new re newly released, and there's always something coming out. <laughs> I'm Good. always in the midst of, at any given time, there are at least three projects in progress. There's... There, well, four if I count the newest release. So I had One Walk in Winter um, was released in October. So that's my most recent. Okay. Um, then after that will be Flavor of the Month, which is in editing, and that comes out in April. Then I just finished writing Hopeless Romantic, which has been sent to editing but hasn't been edited yet. That comes out next August. And I just started writing 16 Steps to Forever yeah, on Monday. <laughs> so, and that comes out next December. So, yes, there are four books in process at any time. Holy smokes. You're busy. Yeah, it's a, it's a little nerve-wracking. <laughs> yeah. How do you keep it all straight? It's not easy. Um, and it's been a schedule that I, it has taken some getting used to, but... I'm getting there. I'm getting to a point where I understand what's hard for me is I can't, 
I have a difficult time working on more than one project at the same time. So if I have to edit, I like to take the day just to edit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in situations where I've been writing something and I also have to edit that day. So then if that happens, I try to split the day and I spend like the morning writing and then I give myself a break and have lunch so that I can shift my mindset. Yeah. And then in the afternoon, I will work on the other book that's being edited. That sounds so very I need organized. Well, I have to do it that way because I worry about blending the two books yeah. and, and forgetting who's doing what and, and what phrases I've already used and that kind of stuff. So I try to be very aware and be careful and, and keep stuff separate. Yeah. So it's it's um it takes some getting used to, but I think I'm doing okay. Awesome. Yeah. I haven't noticed any duplication. So that's- <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> so tell us... Um, what one walk in winter that was released in October. What is that about? That is about, it takes place at a um, winter resort in the Adirondacks. And it is about a woman who has been working at that resort since she was in high school and she's worked her way up the ranks and she's the assistant manager and her manager has been MIA for six months. She's been doing the job and the corporate company that owns the resort is ready to fill the manager position. She's pretty sure it's for her. And then they bring in someone from the outside. Um, Unbeknownst to her at the time, the person that they bring in from the outside is someone that she runs into in the woods while she's walking her dog at the very beginning. And they have an instant attraction, instant chemistry, very interested in each other. And then they find out that they're working. Not only are they working together, but, the woman that she met in the woods is her superior. Wow. That sounds great. That sounds I love a good workplace romance. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I love the Adirondacks are one of my favorite places. So yeah. That's awesome. They're, they're beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Well, that sounds like a great book. I'm going to check that out. It's been getting some decent reviews, so people seem to like it, which makes me happy. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, And then... Um, you have Flavor of the Month coming out in yes. April. And, mm-hmm. and what is that about? That is, it's kind of a second chance romance. Um, it's about a woman whose life in New York City falls apart and she goes back home to her small town in Vermont to live with her parents while she recovers and ends up <clears throat> um, not working directly with, but um, associating with her high school girlfriend that whose heart she broke. Oh, yes. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, I liked that one a lot. Okay. It's, um, yeah, it was a good one. And there's pie. There's what? There's pie. There's pie. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Yes. You'll notice I like to center my books around either food or wine. <laughs> yeah. I've been through a couple wine books with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Yes. Definitely. The one, uh, I, I can't think of the name of it. Um, is, isn't that the one where they go to the wineries? Oh, blend. Yes. Yes. yes that's about the wine bar. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I loved that one. That Thank was, you. Yeah. That, that was, was fun awesome. to write. Yeah. That was great. I'll bet it was. Did you, uh, did you the research. To- research was so hard. Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet that was rough, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, check out uh, the wineries in, in upstate New York? Oh, yeah. 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 I do that anyway. I mean, it's kind of a regular trip. I try to go um, at least once in the fall. Um, if I have friends come in from out of state and the weather's good, I will drive them there. 
Um, I don't live too far away from Aurora Ray, and her and I find that the wineries are a good um, halfway point if we want to have lunch together. So we'll meet at one of the wineries and, and have some wine and eat some food and chat and catch up. But of um, course. Yeah, I try to go there a couple times a year. Nice. It's about an hour, hour and 15 minutes from my house. Cool. I, I remember uh, we were up in Ithaca, and we went oh, to... That's for Aurora. Okay. Yeah, that's right. She's, uh, yep. We uh we went to I think it was like tugboat or something. Okay. Yep. Could be. Um. That was uh. uh I, I don't know. I don't drink wine, so. Uh, but, but I'm <laughs> well, told I'm that that was. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's that? I said I'm sad for you. <laughs> uh, it's not for everybody. I don't like beer, so I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh. The, you know. I just don't drink alcohol. We. You're a smart woman. <laughs> we 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 have a history together. <laughs> <laughs> I get that totally. <laughs> yep. So, um, well, so you have, um, uh, a lot of irons in the fire at once. That is, that is awesome. That's amazing. I'm also writing a Christmas novella for next year. What? I know. I know. My, one of my bosses came to me and begged and I, because it's a, I like writing Christmas stories. So because it's a Christmas novella, I was like, okay, let's give it a try. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So I haven't started that yet, but I have the basic premise and it's called Triple Dog Dare. I don't know if (laughs) If anybody uh, watches A Christmas Story every year, then they know what a triple dog there is. Heck yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. What a great name. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So um, how many standalone novels do you have written to date? The one that I just started is 20, 27. 27. Wow. So that means that 26, 25, that means 24 of them are published. And then 25 and 26 are in editing, and I am writing 27. That is amazing. And how long have you Thank been you. doing this? About 20 years. Great. So I know it's horrifying to say, but I, I looked not too long ago, and my first novel, Turning the Page, was published in 2000. Jeez, that is yeah. awesome. Turning Thank the you. Page, that was the first Thank one, you. huh? Yeah. That was the first one, yep. Okay. You were a uh, publishing virgin at the time, right? I was. I was. <laughs> And, and now you're an old pro. Now I'm, yes, now I'm the one who knows everything. And now I take the little ones under my wing and say, okay, here's how it's going to go. Here's what you need to do. There's what you need to pay attention to. Yeah, it's interesting how quickly that, that role changes. That's so great. I had, um, I understand you are part of the Golden Crown, like, mentoring program. I am, yep. I'm part of the Writing Academy and the mentoring program, yep. That's great. So that's that's basically what you do then is take new writers or... Uh, wannabe writers uh, yep. under your wing? Awesome. Yep. They, I, we usually get assigned one writer. Each, each mentor gets one writer at the academy, and then we help them through whatever they're working on, their, whatever manuscript they have. You know, we either we read the whole thing or we read what they have done, and we give feedback, and then they make adjustments according to our feedback. And it's really, really fun. Um, my past, my Actually, my, my mentee from two years ago was Avery Brooks, whose book is like due out in the next couple of weeks, her very first book. So that's kind of exciting. Oh, that's really, that must yeah. be so gratifying. It is. For you. It is. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. To see that all come, come around full circle. Right. Yeah. Nice. Really nice. Um, and so, um, as part of that mentoring program, um, is that, is that the same as the writing Academy or are those two separate things? Well, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're the same. 
that you're you're a mentor in the writing academy. Okay. Um, I could be wrong, so don't quote me. <laughs> there could be GCLS people listening to this going, oh, she has no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> but I do know that I'm part of the Writing Academy. And I also, um, I, it's been a couple of years since I've done this, but I do sometimes do online classes for the Writing Academy as well. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. I know uh, Radcliffe was doing that yep. for a little while, too. Yeah, um, Radcliffe does. I think uh, Melissa Braden does one every year. She's a great teacher. Oh. So they'll subject and say can you talk to the class about this and she will make up a whole you know powerpoint presentation and she used to be a teacher so oh well there you go she does a lesson plan huh exactly (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great i am far less organized (laughs) Uh, i doubt that i really doubt that (laughs) yeah you you seem like you are on top of everything and i'm sure you have to be right Uh, that's the thing you have to be if you're not it's just i mean i don't i'm an organized person i don't consider myself like ridiculously meticulous but if things are out of order or messy it stresses me out so it's better if I am organized from the beginning so that I can save myself that kind of trouble later okay so um if if you're um organized and Mm -hmm. does that mean that um in the writing world there's a pantser right there's a pantser and there's a plotter, right. yes. And how would you describe yourself? I would describe myself as a planster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm kind of in the middle. Um, I used to be a plotter, but I, as I got better at my job, I found that I could get mired down in outlining and setting everything up, and I just got really antsy to just start writing. So... While I do outline a little more than a pantser would, mm-hmm. I also kind of just get started and like I usually have my beginning, my ending, and my climax all set in my head. Okay. Um, so that stuff is plotted out. But then I kind of, you know, every day I sit down and I'm like, okay, chapter two. What's going to happen in chapter two? Um, which I don't always like. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather sit down and go, all right, here's today. And then I can type. Uh, but when I have to take time to figure out what's going to happen... Um, it slows me down. Do you, do you just sit there and type and like just the story like unfolds before you? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that I have, like, I don't, you'll hear a lot of writers say that the character started talking to them or, you know, they're just the vessel and the characters are telling the story. I don't feel like that happens to me. I kind of feel like I'm the boss, I'm the director. Mm -hmm. Um, but I still need to figure out what's going on. I mean, I never sit down and go, all right, where are you guys going to take me today? Let me just start typing and see what happens. I usually have to say to myself, okay, today uh, they're going to dinner, they're going to a movie, and then they're going to have a fight. And then I can go from there. Okay. All right. So you have <laughs> a, like a little bit of an outline maybe. Yeah. Okay. So um, you mentioned before doing the research for Blend. Um, mm-hmm. and so when you, when you write, um, a novel, do you research like initially, like, um, when you can conceptualize the plot, um, or, um, you know, maybe that, like, if you've done that, maybe it's like, Hey, I'm not really interested in this. I think I'll bag this idea and move on to something I'm else. not a huge fan of research. Okay. Um, I'm kind of lazy that way. Okay. Um, but I do research if it's something that I don't understand. I mean, I, I try not to overdo it. I remember, um, I think it was Ann Patchett 
I was reading an article when she wrote the book Bel Canto, which focuses around an opera singer. Mm -hmm. And she did a boatload of research about opera, like so much. She knew the ins and outs of it. But there's actually very little opera in the book. You don't really need to know the ins and outs of opera to understand this opera singer's job. So one of the things that Ann Patchett said was that the last thing you want is for your reader to say, wow, this author really did a lot of research. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You don't want that to happen. So I researched wine because I love wine and I know a little bit about it. But if I was going to write somebody who actually owns a wine bar, then I needed to get some details. And I don't feel like the book is full of wine facts, Mm -hmm. but I needed to make sure that when I have my wine bar owner talking about wine. She's, she knows what she's talking about. Yeah. Um, right now I am writing a, um, commercial real estate agent okay. and I, I know real estate. I have friends who are real estate agents, but I don't know about commercial real estate. Okay. So I'm doing a little research on that just so that when she talks or I have her in her office setting, it, it doesn't make the reader go, wait, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not going to be super detailed, but I want to know, I want to, I want my people to sound like they are in these jobs. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to be able to pull that off. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't want to mired down in research, but I want to make sure that my stuff is accurate. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want it to seem like a, uh, a book of nonfiction. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, okay. So, um, what is your favorite book that you've authored? Oh, that's such a hard question. Yeah. I, I, I always get that question and I'm never good at answering it. The The standard author answer is the book that I'm writing now. Should always be my favorite. <laughs> that's I mean, a good really, one. Really? Um, starting from scratch has a spe- holds a special place in my heart just because of the whole grandma relationship in it. Um, my readers seem to love Too Close to Touch. Um, they love Blend. Blend has done really well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right now it's the one that I'm on. Okay. All right. 16 steps to forever. That makes sense, right? Um, cause you're into it, you're writing it, you're passionate about exactly. it. Yeah. Exactly. Your feelings are fresh and probably raw and you know. Yep. Yeah. And I'm excited about it. So, you know, it's all go, go, go. Let's, let's, I just think that that excitement comes through. Yeah. Well, it does. It definitely does. Yeah. So um, I have to tell you, you're you're one of my favorite authors. Like I, I love your books. I love how you write. I love your style. Yeah. Thank um, you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Thank you for writing. <laughs> so, um, what you are now a full time author? Um, yes. Because I don't think that you could have another job doing something else and have four books in the works. That is correct. <laughs> that um, will be different. Yeah. So what influenced your decision to just become a full-time author? Well, I think, first of all, it's what I love. It's my passion. Uh-huh. Um, but I also have bills to pay. So I wrote on the side for a long time because I have bills to pay. Um, when I got to a point where I was making more money writing than I was at my day job, then it was safe to make that move. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Fantabulous. Yeah. It's great. It's great. I mean, I get a little frustrated when, when I hear lesbic authors talk about how, you know, it's great to write lesbic, but you can't make a living at it. Yeah, you can. You just have to work. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to put in work. Yeah, you do. You really mm-hmm. do. I mean, and, and, um, 
you, Melissa Braden, uh, Radcliffe, you're all, uh, is it, is Cass Sellers, isn't she a full-time writer now? I believe so. So is Carson. Yeah. Carson Tate. So you're all, you're all good examples that you can make a living, you know. Rachel um, Spangler. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Definitely. I mean, it takes a while. I mean, you can't, I had to, I want to say I had 10, maybe 12 books out before I finally made the move. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, right? Um, in any profession, you know, you might uh, start out kind of slowly and, and exactly. ease your way into it. Exactly. And, yeah, and make that mm-hmm. shift. Um, so what does what does a typical day look like for you then? Well, let's see. I, I learned when I... Working from home is not easy. And they don't tell you that, (laughs) you know, people are like, oh, you're so lucky you work from home. And it's true. I am lucky that I get to work from home, but it takes a ton of discipline because it's so easy to get distracted, especially in this job. I mean, if I I was, you know, doing um, data entry or something from home, I have stuff to do all the time. But when you're writing, you have to pause and you have to take time to think about scenes and you get stuck. And when you get stuck at home, it's really easy to go, you know what, I'm just going to go get some groceries or run the vacuum or throw in some laundry or watch a show. Um, So it took me probably a year, between a year and two years to figure out how to make it work for me. Um, And what I have to do is treat it like I'm going to work. When I first started working at home, I would stay in my pajamas, you know, I would work when I felt like it. And it just, I was, I felt terribly unproductive. So I get up in the morning, just like everybody else. My dog gets me up around six. Um, I feed him. I take a shower. I get dressed. I put on makeup. I get my tea and I am sitting at my desk, usually by somewhere between eight and eight and eight thirty. Um, and then I work wow. and I, if I have a good day, I will hit my work my word count before noon. Um, not it's not every day. Yeah. It's not every day. Sometimes it's three or four before I get out of the chair. But if I have a good day, I'll be done by lunchtime, and then I will have some lunch, and I will either work on edits or answer email or reward myself and go to a movie or something. Nice. So yeah, do you, it, do you have a goal? Get. Do you have a goal like a word count goal every day? Then yes. Okay. Yes, I use um, the application I use is Scrivener, mm-hmm. and when I start a book, I put in my total word count. I usually average around eighty thousand words a book, okay. so I'll put in eighty thousand words, and I'll tell Scrivener my deadline, and then I'm going to work Monday through Friday. And Scrivener will break it down and say each day I open up Scrivener and it says today your goal is one thousand thirty two words. And I do my best to surpass that because if you surpass it, then it shaves time off of all your word counts in the future. Nice. Just as if you don't surpass it, it takes the words that you didn't get and sprinkles them throughout the remaining days. Oh, darn. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that works really well. So yeah, I have a word count every day and I check in with a couple different writers and say, here's my goal for today. What's your goal? And we kind of hold each other accountable and cheer each other on and uh, it works well. That's awesome. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. That the pro- What's that? It's very solitary. So it's nice to have other people say, Hey, Georgia, why are you on Facebook? Did you get your words? And I'm like, no. And then I'll sign off of Facebook and I'll get my words. <laughs> You're like, oh, caught. <laughs> yep. Caught. Foiled <laughs> again. <laughs> that's great. And that's nice that, um, that program actually breaks everything down for you. It's um, super helpful. 
That's great. I've heard good things about it, and I, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people who use it. Um, and I uh, I downloaded it and, and tried it out, and it just seemed pretty complicated to me. So I was like, yeah. Well, you know what? I think I use probably 10% of it. I think there's a ton more that I could do with it that I know nothing about. I just use the stuff that I need and the word count, and that's all I need. It yeah. works for me. Oh, that's great. I'm sure there's a ton more stuff that I have not a clue about. Yeah, there's a lot to it. Um, so. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So mm-hmm. have, have you ever written any series um, today? I did write a series. Yes. I wrote a series called the Puppy Love Romance Series. Cool. Um, it's a, it's a series of three and it's set around an animal shelter. Oh, that's fun. That's great. Yeah. So there's a uh, rescued heart run to you and dare to stay are the three. Okay. And when, when were those published? I want to say maybe 2000. 16 oh so pretty recently then fairly recent yeah maybe 2015 2014 and within the last like five years okay i'm gonna have to look yeah. for those i haven't seen those um and I, I'm, I also have another series idea brewing in the back of my head for um 21 or 2021 maybe really so you're you're yeah. that far ahead yes yeah the book i'm writing right now 16 steps to forever will be released next december Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so how far, like, are you, do you, do you write a book, submit it to your publisher? Um, they work on edits, um, send it back to you. You send it back in. They may, how many times do they send back edits? It depends on how the first edit goes. Usually I don't need more than two rounds and then it goes to copy edits, which is more, um, you know, the picky stuff and the grammar and the punctuation and that kind of thing. Um, so I would say maybe three rounds total. Okay. And then I get, uh, then I get page proofs, which is, it's all formatted, laid out in book form and you can't change anything. It's just for you to take one last run through and find any typos or anything like that. You can't change the story. Right. Can't add stuff. So all told, including page proofs, I would say an average of four times. Okay. And and how long does that process take then? Um, again, that depends on the editor and how busy they are. All right. So like I just I just handed in Hopeless Romantic, which was due on December first, but I don't think I will see edits on that, the first round of edits until probably sometime in January. Okay. So so maybe it takes like from the time say you pitch an idea till the mm-hmm. time you see the finished product a full year probably eight months okay. yeah i would say maybe eight to 12 months yeah yeah that's not bad at all really no, no. Uh-uh. okay so what do you have uh in in the way of conferences because you know a lot of um lesbic writers are involved in golden crown um, yep. and they have a conference every year. Um, there's women's week in Provincetown. There's women's week in Rehoboth beach. There's, right. um, Clexicon. So what do you have planned? I am going to Clexicon in April. Awesome. Um, which I went to for the first time last year and loved it. It was amazing. And it's huge. Um, I just read, on their website, I think that last year there were 4,600 people there. That is huge. Yeah, it was enormous. Um, so I'm doing that in April and then in July is the GCLS and it's in Albuquerque this year. Fun. And then like usually about a week after that, 
is the RWA conference, which is the Romance Writers of America. Um, I go to that every year. I learn a ton. That's also huge. Um, that one is in San Francisco this year. Oh, wow. And then, oh, yeah. And then I will do Women's Week because that's one of my favorites. That's in October okay. in, in Provincetown. Mm-hmm. And then in November is a one-day conference called uh, Books and Boots, and that's in Dallas. Oh. And I've been invited to participate in that, so I will do that. Oh, um, so that's my year. Of course it's in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, wow, you have a lot planned. A lot going yeah, on. Yeah, it'll be a busy year. Yeah, a lot definitely. of traveling. Yeah, that's fun. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, when you go to these conferences, do you like to, um, you know, talk to readers and, and interact absolutely. with readers? And Yes, absolutely. Oh, um, cool. Often it's the only chance I get to, you know. I mean, and, and sometimes I, I don't get a ton of email. I'll get um, I'll get people on Facebook saying hi, but then I have people come up to me at these conferences and tell me that you know they they've read all my books or you know they'll ask questions and it's just it's really a lot of fun to get to converse with them face to face. I like that a lot. Um, and at Clexicon last year, it it was a little bit of a, a different demographic than I was used to. So I felt like it was a whole new group of readers. They were a little bit younger than most of the conferences I go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it, it was great. It was great. It was just all of, it, it was a whole new group of people. And I just was amazed. And they knew who I was and they wanted me to sign their books. And they came to all of the panels. I mean, they were so gracious. They loved all of us. It was terrific. It was terrific. It really was a really, it was a great conference. Oh, I'm really cool. looking forward to going again. That's cool. So Clexicon is is not just, um the world of of books but it's um all entertainment sections, yes right? it started as television and film and books have kind of um filtered in a little bit over the last year or two okay that's great that's yeah that is no wonder it draws such a huge crowd because exactly you're getting that's people from, yeah and that's why it's great for us to get in there because now we can tap this market that maybe a lot of them didn't know we were there. Like a lot of people are like, "Oh, there's lesbian literature." Yes, yes, there is. No Come way. and read us. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. Wild. Well, because they're used to online look. They're used to fan fiction. Oh, okay. So yeah. they think that you know a lot of them think that fan fiction is it. That's the the lesbic stuff that there is to read. And then we show them books, and they're like, "Wow, okay, cool. Show me where." That's funny. So yeah, it was great. It was great. That is great. That's cool. It's, uh it's cool to kind of open up that world to people too. Yeah. And it was so new for me even. I mean, I say it was, it was new to them, but it was new for me. Like just to know that there was this whole other demographic of people that I kind of like, I'm sort of aware of, but not as far as my books go. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of fun to say, to to relate to these people and talk about, you know, shows that I, I watch the shows they watch. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I found with a couple of panels, we would integrate you know, um, couples that are in TV shows or, or movies, you know, the fandoms that they're used to, we talk about them and then say, you know, that that's the kind of thing we bring to our books. So, Oh, that's oh. cool. That's you really cool. My dog is giving me a little bit of a hard time over here. If you hear him making uh, noise. I heard something. Yeah. 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 He's, he's funny. He's this time of night. He, he gets all restless and he stares at me and he makes whiny noises and I have no idea what he wants. He doesn't have to go out. Yeah. Aww. He just love, huh, buddy? Is that is it Finley? Is that his it's name? Finley, yep. Finley? It's okay. Finley. It's fifteen. 
Wow. Okay. So he I is, figure he's old enough to whine and get whatever he wants. Absolutely. So. I'd be giving him ice cream, boy. Right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so um, any parting words you'd like to uh, leave with our, our listeners tonight? I just want to thank anybody who ever buys my books because it's amazing. The, the emails that I get and the, the positive messages that people send to me, the things that they say when I meet them, I'm just so grateful to be in this job. Um, I love that I get to write about people like me. Yeah. Um, and I love that romance is such a great seller that so many people are, they want to read that. They want to read the journey and the happily ever after. And it's, I just, I love that. I, who doesn't love romance? Who doesn't love the idea of being in love? You know, so who doesn't want to watch somebody fall in love? I love that idea. Yeah. So I'm I'm incredibly grateful. That's my parting words. I'm so grateful to be doing what I'm doing and reaching so many people. It's amazing. Well, we're we're grateful that you're doing what you're doing. (laughs) Thank you. So how would a a reader or a listener uh, contact you? I'm everywhere. So I'm on Facebook, Georgia Beers. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I have a website, georgiabeers.com. Um, I have a Tumblr account, but I don't know how to use it. So okay. <laughs> so don't <put> me there. <laughs> okay. All right. Forget Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. I'm online all the time. You can't get away from me. Okay. Awesome. Well, we like that. So, yeah. all right. Well, that's all the time we have for tonight. Thank you so much, Georgia, for being Thank with us. Thank you. Have a great time. Thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to flavor of the month that's coming Mm -hmm. out next year and um what is it one one walk in winter one walk in winter that's available now that's available now awesome well we will look for those great all right so i'm anita kelly and uh that's all for today thanks for joining liz talk about books baby and until next time may your journey be lighthearted and peace be plenty